and welcome to the Split Real Podcast. I'm Steve Packnick, and joining me, as always, he's back. He's done with the woods. It's Gabe Acevedo. I am back. It's been, what, six months since we've recorded together? <laughs> <laughs> well, to our listeners, it's only been two weeks, but like realistically, we actually recorded two episodes three weeks ago, so it's been it's been like almost a month now. Yeah, It's been almost a month. I miss you. I yeah. miss seeing your face through the screen every week. I know. I miss seeing your face, too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you, you just came back from a, from double vacation. You were, you're away. And then you went camping this weekend, right? I did. I was in Puerto Rico for a week. Then I came back and then literally hours after I came back, I went camping for four days and now I came back and I still haven't rested in two weeks. So now I need vacation (laughs) from double vacations that I just had. That's always what it is. Just, you need that vacation after your vacation so that you can slowly get back into work. It's like, you don't vacation in Puerto Rico and you don't vacation camping. No. You think kind you of. do. You think well, you do, I guess. You yeah. think you do. I think I love camping. Camping's great. Because oh, the best part it. about camping is you camping is the is the trip. You could just sit there at the at the campsite. Listen, I had a hammock between two, three, two trees. Most of the things I did was literally lay and read one of the Star Books of Star Wars novels that I'm reading right now. It was glorious. Fantastic. Definitely no fires though, right? No, we're not allowed fires unless they're gas <laughs> because, you know, I live in a place that, you know, we burn down. So no fires are allowed. That's fair. Well, because we can't that's have good. nice we, things. Well, we have some uh, there's a couple dumpster fires that we could put out. I mean, looking at this box office weekend, we'll start off with our we'll just dive right in. We're talking about a midweek, a mid-year review. Actually, we're, we're looking at this year so far. I mean, we're, we're about halfway through the year, so. We decided to like go about it and just see what we've watched, talk about some movies, some of our favorites so far and everything like that. But before we get into any of that stuff, I do want to talk headlines, sort of mini dumpster fire going on with the, the box office. Um, th- first of all, this, this weekend, Lightyear came out, which was the not anticipated Buzz Lightyear movie origin story about it was the, wait, the wait, it was like the- Disney, like Disney framed it in their Twitter. This was. If you've seen Toy Story, you know that Andy's favorite quote-unquote hero is Buzz Lightyear. So this is the movie that Andy saw when he was a kid that made him fall in love with Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> in I other said, words, the... merchandise. <laughs> Merchandising. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think I prefaced it by saying it that the not anticipated. I don't think anybody was really anticipating this movie. Um I don't know. Uh, it came out this weekend and came in second in the box office to the apparently really bad Jurassic World movie, right? Which is pretty shocking. Like it was supposed to, it was projected at like eighty-five million dollars is what they were expecting it to come, somewhere between seventy to eighty-five million in that range. But it came in second place with fifty-one million dollars, which is pretty bad for uh, a Pixar movie. Um, granted, you know a lot of families aren't going out to the movies anymore. It's like families. And they also know that if you just wait a month, it'll go on Disney plus. So why, why are we going to spend our money to go there? So that's part of the problem. But what do you think this says about Lightyear or like this movie or, or just Disney's model in general? Listen, I'll, I'll start by prefacing that I have not seen Lightyear. Obviously I was away on vacation and whatever. So I I will see that this week. Um, I think it's a combination of a few things. I think you hit on the nail on the head on, First of all, the Disney Plus aspect of it, especially because Disney has been releasing for the last year a lot of their movies um, on Disney Plus, especially all the Pixar movies. This is actually the first Pixar movie that they have released in the theater in years because Soul 
um, and Luca and Turning Red are old Pixar, and they went to Disney Plus. I think it should have been the other way around. This is what should have been in Disney Plus. So I think that's a factor. Um, it went against dinosaurs. You know, we can talk maybe at some point about the merits of Dominion, Jurassic World Dominion, but dinosaurs, those movies always make a gazillion dollars. Um, and I honestly think, and probably this is my take without having seen the movie, is the Toy Story fatigue um, in the sense that for a lot of people, including myself, Toy Story ended with Toy Story 3. I'm not a fan of Toy Story 4. And I really don't think Lightyear was a movie that we needed from the universe of Toy Story. I think we did not need that at all. So I think it's a combination of all those. Um, I am surprised that it did make that amount of money. I thought I would expect it more because Toy Story is probably one of Disney's biggest brands out there. Um, but yeah, I think it, you know it's a combination of everything. You have Disney Plus, you have people, families not going out, you have dinosaurs roaming the earth. Um, so yeah, so apparently the box office did not find a way for Lightyear. <laughs> no, there it did not go to infinity. It it definitely went beyond. Um, it, it just was not good. And I didn't see it. And I think it's just it's it's you're right. There's definitely that 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 Toy Story fatigue. Like we've gotten two movies since what we all consider to be the finale of of Toy Story. And it's just we don't we don't care. And also, to be honest, for me. Buzz Lightyear is not the most interesting character. I think he's he's the lesser of the two. I mean, Woody is the more interesting character. Woody's the better character. Um, I didn't care for this. I was like, oh, okay, they're doing a Lightyear origin story. Yeah, I'd be more interested if they just did a spinoff Ham and Rex in Mr. Potato Head TV show. I would yeah. watch that. I would watch that. Same. Just I think if you had Mr. Potato Head and Ham playing cards, that would be a good, just, be just that. That would be the show I'd want. <laughs> I'm with know, you. I, I, I'm with you with what you just said. I do think Boz and Woody come as a pair. And I think it's very yeah. hard to just like break them apart. Plus the whole gay controversy of the movie, which is literally one second people drop it. It's stupid. But I do think it hurt it because it was banned in a few countries. And there's been a huge movement in this country of conservatives. Like, don't go watch Lightyear because it'll turn your kids gay. So, you know, we can't have nice things. The next story was interesting. I saw this in the headlines that there is a possible, well, there it's not possible. There is a John works, John snow spinoff in at the works with HBO. Like if they have a uh, house of house of dragons coming out this, 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 this year, a couple months, actually, like, yeah, like two months in away. The fall. Yeah. I think two months. I think it's August, isn't it? August. Okay. Then there you go. August so or September. A couple months away. We got the house of the dragon coming out, which is the, the game of Thrones origin story or, prequel of like only a hundred years. And then we go to, there's a possible Jon Snow series in the works right now. They've already been in discussion about this. What are your thoughts on this? I know you, you were a huge game of Thrones fan, like a very, very big game of Thrones fan. And now we got, you know, we, we were all, everybody was completely disappointed with season seven. A lot of us like to imagine that season seven doesn't exist, but it does. It's out there. It exists. Eight. eight and you mean, Eight. Sorry. Is it eight? I eight, don't even yeah. see. I, <laughs> That's how I was, bad it was. was. <laughs> I was that bad. I erased it from my mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we we that left such a bad taste in everybody's mouth that like we weren't sure that this this even this this one were really a lot of people are apprehensive about House of the Dragon. Um, what are your thoughts on the Jon Snow spinoff coming? Um, listen, anything that has Kit Harrington 
with his locks coming back on my television, I'm in for. Um, I, you know, I think Jon Snow until the last season, which in my head never happened, and they canceled the Game of Thrones and we never got a final season, was a really good character, um, an interesting character. So it'll be interesting to see. I think he said that he's willing to come back. I think those negotiations right now are happening. My question would be, obviously, this is a, the, this would be the first direct um, universe Game of Thrones series. Um, I believe it would be right after the ending of that season that we don't speak about. So him beyond the wall. Um, my thing would be, I read somewhere that the early screenings for House of Dragon did not go as well as they thought. And I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. I wonder if HBO doesn't feel confident in House of Dragon. And then they're trying to bring in um, characters from the original, quote unquote, original Game of Thrones that we know. Because I also read something that they might do the same thing for Arya Stark and bring her and give her her own TV show at some point. But I don't know. Um, I'm with you. Game of Thrones ended in probably one of the worst ways ever on television um so it'll be interesting to to see if this happens and what they decide to do with it yeah we'll 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 definitely be keeping our ear on that and our our eyes uh looking for more news on this because it's such an interesting story i mean Jon snow is such an important character for so many years of our lives and then just nothing it was it's really amazing i mean we'll definitely be checking out the new show when it comes out but i'm i'm gonna be on the fence about this until we see it. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm already, I already have enough anxiety about series being revived. I mean, we have a Lord of the Rings show coming out that I have unbelievable amounts of anxiety about that I completely forgot about until like a week ago. And then I started to like have like night terrors about it. It was just terrifying for me to think <laughs> about this show. Speaking <laughs> of that, they released orc pictures today. I don't, I don't even want to see them. I don't, I don't want to see anything. I'm just really nervous. Uh, Oh God, I'm just getting all sorts of anxiety anxiety right now. And it's I wish this was really a video. Stressing me out. I I wish this was a video because you're like twitching and squirming I, talking about Lord it, of the Rings. <laughs> I'm I'm really getting worried. Uh yeah. Anyway, let's move on before I collapse in on myself. One thing that uh Marvel has a little worry for is Miss Marvel, the TV show that came out on Disney Plus has the lowest number of viewers for any of the Marvel's TV shows in its first five days. So like in their five day, five days since release, the number of streamers, this is the least watched one. Do you think this is a concern or is it a, is it a rough show? What do you think? I mean, I, I've only watched the first episode. I'll, I'll defer to you so far. Listen, I'm going to start saying, I think this is the second, this is as of now, my second favorite Marvel show. We'll see how it continues. I think it's fantastic. Um, I walked in very apprehensive um, when it started and I was just blown away by it. I think it's amazing. Um, I'm actually really surprised because Marvel tends to be very steady in its viewerships, no matter the quality of the show, because, you know, Marvel people just drank the Kool-Aid. So no matter how bad it is or whatever, um, people watch it. I do think um, it has to do, we talked about it before. I, it has to do that she's a queer Muslim. And I think that's a big factor of people not tuning into the show or a, 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 a section of people not turning, tuning into the show. With, but it's a, a shame because it's a really good show. I think it's fantastic, greatly acted, great stories, great effects. Um, thank you, Marvel, for finally giving us good effects. It only took you two years. 
Um, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's a great show. I'm really surprised to see the viewers, the viewership dropping on this show. Um, and I hope it goes up. Um, but I'm really happy that this show is out there. And I was really surprised that it's doing this quote unquote poorly. Yeah, I was, I was, I wasn't incredibly shocked by this because, um, there's a couple of factors that kind of made it not as surprising that it is not being viewed so much because of like the viewership numbers specifically because I didn't even know this was coming out this week. You know, there was no like hype for it. There was nothing like that for me there. I didn't, I didn't get any of that in my, in my, you know, my circle of ads and, you know, whatever the algorithm is that predicts what I'll watch. This didn't show up. You know, I got a lot of it from the other things and, and you know, this one didn't really show up there. Also, there's no star of this. Uh, the main actress is not a very popular actress. Like, you know, it's not Oscar Isaac starring in it. So there's mm -hmm. not getting that huge draw to it. And it's also released competing with Obi-Wan. So Obi-Wan was in episode five. So like everybody saw Obi-Wan and you have to choose at that point. And I guess they didn't choose this and they didn't think this was a really important character. One thing that I am very surprised about and also sadly not surprised as well is like you were saying, the the backlash against this. I mean, there's been, I've been looking on, I, I like to go and look at reviews of stuff all the time. I love looking at like how things are scored, how audiences are scoring it. And, you know, seeing that it's getting very mediocre or slash bad reviews on like okay. just out of numbers. Like if you look at something like IMDb, it's getting like 5.8 for the series, which is like really, wow, really I bad. Wow, I have no idea. Primarily because people are review bombing it like you said, because there's this just like, like just racism against the character because she's a Pakistani woman uh, who is a Muslim and a queer woman at that. And like, that's what people are really railing against. I mean, I've seen posts saying like, you know, why are we, why do we keep pushing these types of heroes? What happened to like, you know, the white people? And it's like, uh, we, we, we did that for phase one, two, and three of Marvel, right? Did you, did you not watch phases one, two, and three where and everybody's still 70, white? And still 70% of phase four is white people. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, then look, I'm not trying to say like, we shouldn't have like those characters. Those are all great characters. But like, when you start adding in more diversity and all of this stuff, you know, this is something that should be celebrated. I think that's one of the things that was really missing there. And because yeah. I, I watched the first episode, absolutely loved it. I think this is one of those shows that is, is just great. I think it's done at a very high level. It's very stylized. It, it's a director, a film, a filmmaker who's like, who knows what she's doing um, and really has a, a view on it and does a great job here. I was really, really impressed with this. And, um, you know, I, I think it, it takes the cool parts of Spider-Man too, because it feels like, it feels like the John Watts Spider-Man type series. And, but it takes yeah. that, that those movies and turns it into a TV show. And I think it really does a great job. I think, uh, the the act the actress who's playing uh, uh, Kamala in this and her best friend I think there's great chemistry there Kamala's family is fantastic uh, I think it just shows it's just so representative too I think it's great like you know seeing a uh, a Pakistani American family you know is something that was really cool and like seeing that whole community and celebrating it I think was really fun too mm -hmm. so um, you know I think this I think it's a really good show and it's a shame that it's getting such bad reviews. Uh, from those people who are out there who just can't handle the fact that like there are different people in the world and uh, yeah. we need to do better. I agree. Yeah. And, and just to like um, mirror that it's happening on, we're not going to get into the discussion of Kenobi, but it, it happened or it's still happening in the Kenobi side with the Riva character um, simply because she's a black woman. Um, so yeah, it, it sucks that in this darn age, people are still thinking and doing the stupid things. It's just ridiculous. 
Yeah, it's a great show. Um, definitely would recommend checking that out too. Uh, definitely, if you get a chance, it's I mean, it's on Disney Plus. All of our listeners have Disney Plus. I know that yeah. you, you guys do. You guys wouldn't be listening to our podcast if you didn't have Disney Plus. So, you know, like Disney controls all it, of us. So yeah, and, and half of our half of our episodes are about that. So <laughs> you should you should have it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So check that out for sure. Um, we're gonna get into our our, our mid year review. I'm excited for this. You ready? Did you get your your list ready? Um, I'm ready. Yeah, let's do this. Well, before we do that, let's take a quick break. So we're about halfway through the year. I know we're not exactly halfway through the year, but we're about halfway through the year. And we decided to do a mid-year review so far. I mean, we've seen a ton of movies. Uh, you don't, you, you've lost track on Letterboxd, right? You've dropped off of there. Yeah, I'm too. I always forget. So I just dropped off. So I don't have an exact <laughs> count of what I've seen, but I know I've seen a lot because having the AMC thing is good for me because I go to the movies a lot down here. I'm so jealous that you have the AMC movie pass. I'm so, so jealous because that's so awesome. I, I don't, I don't get the chance to go to the movies as much as you do. Um, and that's really disappointing. I've, I've only seen, I have all of my numbers here of the movies of 2022. I've seen 31 movies uh, in 20 of 2022 in total. I've seen 166 movies. So like, I've seen a lot of movies. That's <laughs> almost averaging a movie a day. Um, I've seen a lot of movies. I love movies. Um, I track everything. I track them all in Letterboxd. You can see them on there. I like rating them. I love rating little reviews. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of movies. But this year, I've only I've seen 31 movies that came out in 2022. Uh, that includes five documentaries, six stand-up specials, five in theaters, and nine that are exclusive streamers. So there I've you go. I love it. <laughs> I, I just, I, I also like, I love movies. But that's what I do. I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch movies. That's what I, I tend to do. So I enjoy it, but we're going to, we're going to go through a lot of this stuff with you. I'm really excited. Um, Starting off right at the top. Like let's, let's just go into it. What, what was your favorite slash best movie so far this year? Oh, easy by a mile, everything, everywhere, all at once. There's nothing that has come close to that. It blew my mind. You know, halfway through the year, we were talking before we press record. Oscars, Oscars, Oscars. I hope this is remembered. I think Michelle Yeoh, well, you and I have always been a fan of Michelle Yeoh. We know she's a star. Um, what a movie. The best multiverse movie out there. I said what I said. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great one. I mean, I, I'm I loved it. We, we both talked about it. We loved it. We did a whole episode on it. I think this is going to be one of those movies that can definitely carry on i hope it has the legs to bring it to the oscars we'll talk about that in a little bit but like that's definitely one of my favorite movies that's in my top five um but my favorite movie so far of the year has been top gun maverick i'm talking about movie theater experience i've been telling every single person i can go see top gun in theaters go see it in theaters go see it in theaters it's it's a phenomenal movie that was like one of my that was my favorite theater experience i've had in a while you know i absolutely loved it uh i thought it was just better than the is better than my expectations because my expectations were this is going to be a fun movie but i'm a little bit worried about the story and the story was great mm -hmm. i really loved it i thought it was funny i thought it was action-packed i thought the story was riveting emotional dramatic i loved it and it, it exceeded my expectations it exceeded the original which is hard to do and i was just such a huge fan and i really think that this is this is my favorite movie so far of the year and you know, I really suggest that people go see it in theaters. I'm still recommending it to every single person I see because it's for everybody. So definitely, definitely check that out. 
Sweet. Um, in no particular order, do you have your do you have the rest of your top five? Yes. Um, I'm gonna say it in order. My number two is oh. Top Gun. I, oh, there you go. So, yeah, my, my number two is Top Gun. If, if I had in order, everything everywhere all at once is my number two. So there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, Top Gun. Everything you said. You know, there's nothing else to say. What an experience. Also, I hope it's remember about the Oscars. We'll talk about that later. Um, number three, Northman. I loved the Northman. I that's that's my number three as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, there we go. Connected. Um, I love that movie. Loved it so much. It, it's 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 my Green Knight of this year. Um, just amazing movie. Um, the Batman much is more, my number. I'll, I'll I'll say it's much more violent than than oh. uh, the Green Knight. It's oh, very uh, as we just go through this, just because like we I think we have the same top five. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> we go. We, there might be the last one, might be the one that's different. But like, yeah, the <laughs> Northman though. It's it's on Peacock right now. If you guys got Peacock, it's on Peacock right now. So check it out. It is it's a brutal movie. Oh, it's, it's very a gruesome movie. It is it's all about revenge. It's all revenge. It's all revenge. And it's yep. it's it's brutal. It's really gruesome. It's oh, I mean it ends so like good. there's like yeah, it it's a lot. It's a lot. It was good though. Very good. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, everything Top Gun, Northman, Batman is my number four. Oh yeah, uh, the Batman was my number four. <laughs> so we basically have the top four i know now number five change but yeah the batman i loved it i was not expecting what it was um love that movie love that take on the dark on you know batman they call him the dark knight um not talking about the 2008 one um freaking freaking loved the batman one of my favorites yeah i was a i was a big fan of the batman i mean that's the only movie so far I've given five stars to on, on Letterboxd. That might have been a, a very close reaction, a reactionary one, of like me sitting in the theaters as, as it panned out, giving it five stars. <laughs> probably It's probably more of four and a half for me, but like, it was, I, I really, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was, it was really fun. It was something that I didn't expect to be as good as it was. I thought the level of filmmaking was very elevated from a lot of the other MCU, like the MCU movies or DC movies I've watched, like superhero movies. It's, it's way better than that. Um, that we love the score. We love the story. You know, we, we, we just both really, really like that one. So that definitely makes sense. And I think our, our, our last one, on our list is the only one that we have different right now. Yes, I believe so. Listen, this is a movie that is just cute, charming. And I have it on my list because it just exceeded all my expectations. And it's the kind of movie that I don't think should be that good. And it's Chippendale, the movie on Disney plus that I loved it. It, brought me back to the um roger rabbit um days i really obviously roger rabbit is on another level but it gets close to being that roger rabbit for this era i thought it was funny i thought it was hilarious i thought it was greatly um voice acted beautiful to look at great animation um and again it's probably there in my top five because it over exceeded my expectations um because i was not expecting a good movie. I was expecting a fun cutesy movie, but I wasn't expecting a good movie. Um, and it brought back Ugly Sonic. So yeah, Chippendale has to be in my top five for sure. It gave Ugly Sonic its platform. What I what I love is that I was talking with uh, someone over the uh, the last week, and they were like, "I don't know what Ugly Sonic was," and they had to look up Ugly Sonic. And I'm like, "Yeah, this is a real thing. This was the original Sonic the Hedgehog when they came out with it." I remember when when I first watched this movie, when I first watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers, I was like, this movie is amazing. I absolutely loved it because it's so funny 
it's so meta to a, to almost like mm-hmm. to a fault. Like it's so meta with every character. We the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm like, how do they get the licensing to this? How do they get right? the licensing to this? How do I get? They yep. just got everything, everything. You know, like there's a scene when they go into a police station in Rescue Rangers, and Scruff McGruff is sitting there. <laughs> Scruff McGruff, Chicago, yep. Illinois, six zero six five two. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, so it's just amazing. Like, I, I was like, this this movie is hilarious. And I would definitely recommend that to anybody. Anybody. Kids will like it because it's cute. There's little chipmunks. Uh, but like, especially millennials will love, love that this movie. show. Yeah. It, it's so good. Uh, my 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 last one on my list for my my top five of the year was uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth. This is a movie that just came out, so we didn't even get a chance to talk about it. I know I know you haven't even seen it because like mm-hmm. it just came out I think on Friday. Yeah. Uh, this this one dropped on Apple TV Plus, and I, I heard things about it, like little things about it, but it was it's something that really it it was such a great movie. It it's a very different movie. It's a it's a it's an indie coming of age film. One of those things that I really like, but it's a coming of age film for people in their twenties, which I, I, I found interesting. Uh, it's directed, it, it's written, directed, produced and stars an up and coming person in Hollywood by the name of Cooper Rafe. And I, I was really blown away by this. I was really shocked and, and surprised. Like he's doing all of these things. He wrote it, directed it and produced it and starred in it, you know, at a, at a young age, he's like 24, 25, and he's he's real. This is only a second feature film, and it's it's very different from a lot of the other young filmmakers that I've I've seen in the way that it's trying to to go about this. And I was really actually hopeful of this. It didn't take. It took sort of his story about a 22 year old trying to figure out what he's supposed to do post college in a really interesting way. And it's very emotional. It's very funny. It's very charming. There's a lot of emo- like uh, emotional things that go into this that I was really surprised by and shocked by. And I was just sitting there at one point while watching this the other night, and I was like, "This is just a good movie," and you know, I really like that. I like that there's there's not a dark side to it as well. If you're worried about that, just as like a spoiler, there's no dark side, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like when the other shoe doesn't drop. You know, <laughs> I, I think. Sometimes we watch movies and we're like, okay, well, when is it going to go really dark? You know, because that's what we've been so acclimatized to nowadays. And I don't like dark movies. So when the shoe doesn't drop, I'm very happy. And this one just, this one blew me away. I was, I was really surprised and absolutely loved it. I want to see that. It's on my list to watch this weekend. That'll, yeah, that'll be a good one. Um, now, we're going to go the complete opposite direction now. What? So, oh, wait, no, before we get into that, actually, what are the chances? So of these top movies, I think, all of the movies that we talked about here have some potential for um, the awards buzz. I mean, is it, is it too early to talk about awards? Is it, did these come out too early or, or, or could there be a chance that the Academy might not forget these ones? Well, um, listen, it's never too early to talk about awards. Um, at least on my thinking, because you know how I feel. Um, you know, it's always interesting because a lot of the, the first half of the year is always discarded unless it's just this, groundbreaking cultural movie um but i do think we have groundbreaking movies that could go the distance um into oscar night and other awards throughout the season once september comes which is usually when oscar season kind of starts um i think everything my 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 top pick would be everything everywhere all at once i would nominate that movie everywhere from picture to director, to actress, to supporting actor, to supporting actress, to screenplay, costumes, um, visual effects, score, like 
just down the ballot nominations because I thought it was fantastic. But realistically, it has a very, very, very tall and long road ahead of it. Um, I would be happy if it gets actress and screenplay because I think those are the two elements of that movie that just make the movie. And I would love to see that. I think Top Gun is a pretty short contender um, below the line and all the technical awards. It's going to be competing. Yeah, I would definitely say like, editing and cinematography yeah. those things and like sound i think those are those are three that like if they don't get nominated for those three yeah. then they're doing something wrong yeah that movie is top gun is easy editing cinematography visual effects sound um score and song like i think those six categories it should be in unless it's really forgotten um but i don't think so it's about to cross i think it, it just crossed nine million yesterday and i think by next week is going to cross one billion dollars and i read an article that 40% of its viewers have been repeat viewers. So it's a movie that is playing very well. Like I've seen it already twice in the theater and I would love to see it again before it leaves. Cause I think it's just that great. Um, I think those two, I think the Northman is going to be in the green night. It's going to be forgotten. It's too gruesome. Um, it's too, which is weird because it's a Viking epic, but it's also very artsy for the Oscars, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and then Batman, you know, it could get like a score. It could get maybe like a production design, but I also don't see it making it a splash. But out of those specifically, which I think are the big, big contenders, everything, everywhere, Top Gun. And I'll end up with this because it's on my list, Chippendale. I think they are checking if it meets the threshold for animation. So the <laughs> rules for the Oscars, you're supposed to have 51% of your movie has to be animated in order to be considered into the best animated feature. And I think Disney is, they're going to release whatever. I mean, we obviously, any you can probably look it on Twitter if it's up. But if it crossed the 51% of animation, then Chippendale, I think, has a shot to get nominated for animated feature. That'd be awesome. That was, it, that'd be so funny if it does. I, I agree with you on those other two, uh, for sure. I think the Batman has a chance for score. I think score is, is really good on there. That was the most impressive mm -hmm. thing. And maybe production design. Uh, I think the Northman, if it doesn't like, I think the production design on that is phenomenal because it's all practical. That's the other thing that I loved. Like most, I, I would say most, because I don't want to say everything because there's scenes in there that definitely cannot be practical, uh, which I don't want to spoil for people, but mm -hmm. uh, everything from the, the actual locations where they go, the, the, the cast, sets. the forts, the, the village, the boats, all of that is real. All of it is mm -hmm. completely real totally made uh for the movie they they made them also i think i think i heard in a podcast that they were talking about they made the the boats in a classic norse style like they did it with like those types of tools and everything like that which is just amazing that they're able to do that so that'd be pretty cool if that gets in but yeah i, I can see what you're saying could be it could be missed because it's so early in the year but yeah i think the everything everywhere all at once is probably the best bet of these to get anything um on the opposite end of the spectrum, I do want to talk about the worst movies of the year. Um, really, for me, I have I have one movie that I think is the the worst movie that I've seen so far. But I'll start with you. What's the worst movie you saw? Morbius. Morbius yeah. for me is just a, a like Avatar: The Last Airbender level bad. It's one of the worst oh God! Movie. Like Lady in the Water, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Like it's one of the worst. I thought it was a disaster. I thought I have no idea what's going on. I can't believe MCU worked on that movie. It is atrocious. 
just it there's just no words i'm done yeah that's fair i haven't seen that one yet and probably won't until it's streaming somewhere and i just decide and even then suffer through it Uh, uh, my worst movie of the year was uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I thought that movie was just terrible uh, from the very, very beginning. I thought it was just a bad movie. This series is just bad. So for me, it, it's one of those things that's interesting because the next question is about the most disappointing film of the year. This film wasn't disappointing because I knew it was going to be bad. So <laughs> it came onto HBO Max and I started watching it and I actually turned it off the first time. Because I'm like, I don't want to spend my night watching this movie. So I ended up like putting it on sort of in the background to, to finish it out because it was just so painfully bad. And it, it, this series, I've talked about this a number of times. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's trying to capture the, the, the quote unquote magic from the original by being like, oh, you guys remember magic? Yeah, you guys liked magic, right? In Harry Potter. But let's just do it too much and get rid of all the ideas of characters you care about. And actually, let's ruin their backstories and everything like that. And it's just it just doesn't work for me at all. It doesn't it doesn't work. I thought it was really, really bad. And yeah, the worst movie so far. This do year. you think now that we're talking, do you think it's the worst out of the three? Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I think it's I think it's worse than the crimes of Grindelwald, which had. <laughs> It's not a, it's not like it's a good race to be in. They're both you're, pretty bad. You remember my reaction to, to yeah, the second yeah, I remember one. your reaction to that. That was pretty that was, <laughs> Oh, that was fun. It, it was a really bad movie. Really, really bad movie. Uh what's the most disappointing though? This is a slightly different one. Uh, this is a tough one because I actually enjoyed this movie. You know how much I love horror. You know how much I love slasher movies. But once the initial fanfare um, left my body and my experience, Scream 5 for me was pretty disappointing. It's a movie that once you re- if you're a Scream fan and once you rewatch um, the movie um, or watch all five together, you see a lot of departure and you see a lot of things that's, that just don't work with what has been set up before. Um and yeah, I, 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 it, it was a movie that when it came out, I'm like, oh, this is really, really good. But once everything just settled down, I rewatched it twice. Actually, I've seen it three times already. I'm like, yeah, it's not a bad movie, but it's a disappointing movie if you're a Scream fan. So I have to choose it because of that, um, because I was really, really disappointed um, after the afterglow of the movie left. That's fair. I mean, for me, it's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I was really, really excited for this. I thought this is going to be great. We're back to the MCU. Huge movie. It's going to be really, really fun. And I was just really disappointed with the the execution here. I thought the effects were really bad. I thought so much of it just didn't live up to what I was hoping for. And I thought we're going to get the MCU back on track. And we didn't. And that was really, really disappointing for me. I was upset. I really had a lot of hope going in. I really, really did. And it just didn't live up to the hype for me. And that's really disappointing. Fair. Yeah. I agree. It's yeah, that was bad. So there's a lot of movies that fall somewhere in between, you know, they're not the best movies of the year. They're not the worst movies of the year, but they're, they're, you know, somewhere in between. And I, I just, I did just want to take a little bit of a moment to, to talk about some of them. So just quick recommendations for people out there. If you have, if you have like movies, you're like, oh, what, what should we watch? 
Uh, I've got a couple here that I, I recently saw that I just, I did enjoy. So um, I'm sure you have, you have some too, right? Yeah, I have, uh, I have quite a few. So just a quick lightning round when it's my turn. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll, well, let's just start with one that I, I know that you saw and loved. And I, I mean, I'll, we could talk tiny bits about them, but like my first one was Jackass Forever. I think if you love Jackass, definitely watch Jackass Forever. It's exactly what you want. This is this is what I said about it. I'm like, it's what you want. It's it's people getting kicked in the balls. It's, you know, a bull like smashing through Johnny Knoxville. It's, it's exactly <laughs> what you want. It's exactly so what you want. It's so good. It is the, so the good. prank. The prank with the snake in the dark, oh, brilliant, brilliant, amazing. so funny, amazing, brutal, amazing. Brutal. I will exactly. never get over the bear. That was my favorite because I would die. The I would die if somebody. Oh, no. I would die with half of these things. No, it's it's pretty <laughs> brutal. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, fair. Do you want to yeah, give one? So good. Yeah. Um. Surprisingly, I'm not a fan of this person. Um. The unbearable weight of massive talent. With Nicolas oh, Cage I, I, and Pedro Pascal. I didn't I get a chance to see it yet. Oh, that movie's so good. If Talk about the definition of a meta movie. Um, you know, this takes the best parts of Nicolas Cage's career and acting. And he's like, oh, so I'm not a good actor because I do 50 films a year and you'll hate me. I'm going to show you what this my life is about. It's so good. Pedro Pascal and him have great chemistry. They are fantastic. It's a fun movie for someone who is not a fan of Nicolas Cage and thinks his prime left many decades ago. This movie was really, really good. Um, and if you get a chance, um, watch it because it's really, really fun. It's a good buddy comedy that is worth the watch for sure. See, I had on my, my next on my list, I had the lost city, which is now on Paramount plus. I think yep. after a while, like it went there. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. You know, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum just returned to making funny rom-coms. And I, I thought it was really good. They're, they're really funny in it. It's just a classic sort of story there like that. Like it's, it's just a, I don't say it's a classic story. It's a classic genre that they're just returning to for the mm -hmm. theaters. And I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, you, you still include Brad Pitt has a cameo in it, which is amazing uh, because <laughs> he's so friends good. with, I think he's friends with Sandra Bullock. That's what it is. So uh, they, so, the, so he's in this movie and then she's in bullet train. Oh so, yeah. That's yeah, they, yeah, they that, swapped. the swap. I that heard they that's did, what it yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just, I love that Daniel Radcliffe is in this as the villain because he's, he's so just good. going for it. He does whatever he wants now. And I love Daniel Radcliffe for it. Can we, can we be friends? Uh, <laughs> Al Yankovic, all the Oscars. <laughs> oh my God, that movie is going to be great. If you don't know, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, the guy who played Harry Potter, is now going to be playing Weird Al Yankovic in a movie coming out for, for what, what's it coming out for? Uh, God. It's, a weird it's, it's streaming, right? Service? No, it's, it's, it's the TV. I can't remember the name of the TV company. Like the, the other company that makes... Uh, oh my god i'm blanking this is like so pathetic i was thinking tubi but it's not tubi it, it, it's like the apple it's like apple fire stick amazon uh, amazon fire stick apple tv and then the other Fubo one or something like that i don't <laughs> Dude, know something like this that. is like this is so bad for us on out here uh, <laughs> i mean who but if, if it's that it's we're good oh roku Roku. Roku. There we got it. Roku. <laughs> we, we knew it was a four-letter combination. Of yeah, it's a letters. weird it's platform. 
it's coming out on Roku TV, which is like a weird one. But you know what? Standard Radcliffe, he could do whatever he wants. <laughs> and Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna. What? I, I'm in. Yes. I'm in. I am in. Um, Listen, my second one. I, I mean, most people have seen this one. I think it's it, it made a lot of money. It's on Paramount Plus right now. It's a, even better than the first one. And it's Sonic 2. Sonic 2 for me was amazing. It was so good. I am a huge fan of the first one. The first one was the very last movie I saw in the movie theaters before the world ended in 2020. Um, I, I, it, it took everything great from the first one. It made it even better. Um, Jim Carrey is even better in this one, but he, you know, I don't know how that's possible because he's amazing in the first one. Um, and then you have the inclusion of Idris Elba as um, Knuckles, which was great. I thought it was funny. I thought it was heartwarming. Great performances, great story, sets up a third and final movie really well, which they said is the final, at least for this trilogy, which I'm excited. Visual effects are really cool. It's a good family, wholesome movie. And I still think I will always tell people support this movie because they actually went back and fixed Sonic. So I will always love them for doing this. And it's a damn good movie. So watch Sonic 2 if you haven't. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Definitely, definitely enjoyed that one. Another one I enjoyed. I think it's. I think this one's on Amazon. I think it's an Amazon original. I want you back. Did you happen to see this one? I have not seen it yet. I did like this one a lot. It was on. It's on there. It's. It's just a, a silly little like comedy uh, about two people who, just try to get each other. They get. They both get broken up with, and they try to get their, their other person to break up their new couples i don't know it's a weird it's a weird premise but like it really is funny it's it's an honest performance i thought it was really good and you know it stars um oh god sorry um jen slate and charlie day i think they're really good in it and i think it's really funny so i would i would recommend it i think it's a, it's a good one to just check out if you have a chance nice now i get into my kayla movies i i need kayla for this part of my recommendations <laughs> listen Downton Abbey, a new era. What a way to end this show. If you if you're like me and you've been watching Downton Abbey for the last plus decade, 11, 12 years, um, I thought it was a great way to end it. Um, it's a great movie, really heartwarming. Um, it's very niche because you have to be a fan of Downton to to love it. Um, but it's just really, really good. And I think it was a great goodbye, or what I think is a great goodbye to the world of Downton Abbey because I don't, I really think they ended everything and they don't need to do another one. Um, but it was so good. I laughed. I cried. Yes, I was in the movie theater crying with Downton Abbey. No shame. So check it out. And if you haven't seen Downton Abbey, go watch the, what, six seasons and the two movies that we have now because it's, it's a great show. So Steve, start watching it. No, I'm good. I don't like British dramas. <laughs> That's Kayla's thing. I don't need them. <laughs> For me, my next one is completely different from Downton Abbey. It's uh, Michael Bay's cocaine-fueled thriller of Ambulance. The drone movie. If you like Michael Bay films and you like cocaine, you will love Ambulance. This movie was just... I think it's on Peacock right now. It is just purely fueled by a cocaine budget. I don't know where it comes from. It is just whip pan after whip pan after drone shot after tilt shift photography after you know the dutch angle after just the camera never stops moving in this the it's it's a very simple premise these dudes rob a bank steal an ambulance and are trying to get away from the cops while they have a cop in the back 
who they're trying to save at the same time. It's so epic. Jake Gyllenhaal. I've talked about Jake Gyllenhaal and my concerns for him as an actor because he's been in so many dark films. And I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he's a really great actor. I think he'd be a really fun hang. This movie is the movie I've been waiting for for him. He is overacting the shit out of this movie in a way that just totally, totally works. He is just yelling the entire time, just nonsense. And it is amazing. I would totally recommend if you love action movies, this is definitely one to check out. It's a return to form for Michael Bay. He stopped making Transformers movies. Like this is, this is his movie. It's so ridiculous and definitely about a half hour too long, but man, is it a fun time for sure. Check it out on Peacock. It was definitely a lot. It was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot. Um, Listen, another one that I loved, I'm going with my rom-coms because, you know, I have to give it to my girl, my Puerto Rican girl and my sappy 2000s rom-coms, Marry Me with Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez. I thought it was actually a really good movie. You and I, Steve, are from the era of the 2000s rom-coms. This is it this does not reinvent the wheel this is nothing special but it's a movie that transports you to the 2000 to 2004 era where rom-coms were just stupid and and lovely and made you believe in love for at least two hours and this is what it is and i think the best thing about the movie is the chemistry that j-lo and owen wilson have together which is really good owen wilson has chemistry with everybody because it was the same thing with tom hiddleston and loki so good for him um it's a sweet movie um, it's a really good movie. Um, I believe it's on Peacock or Paramount, one of the two. Mm-hmm. I, think, um, I think it was Peacock. It was like one Peacock. of their like one of their first movie releases on there yeah. directly onto the platform. Yeah, so go check it out. It's really, really good. Again, it's nothing that reinvents the wheel, but if you just want a, a nice little escape for an hour and 45 minutes, a nice cute rom-com, you know how the movie's gonna end. You know what's gonna happen, but it's a nice escapist film. Go watch Marry Me. Yeah, the last one I have here is actually a documentary. It's the only documentary I have on here, but it's about someone who was really important to me as a kid, and that's Tony Hawk when until the wheels fall off. This was it's on HBO. It's an HBO sports documentary. And I I thought it was really cool just to like hear the whole story of Tony Hawk, someone who has been, you know, just a part of my life for a very long time. Cause, you know, when I was in fifth grade, that's when I discovered skateboarding through the X Games and through Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and wanted to be a skateboarder and all of this. That obviously didn't pan out at all, but I still really like it. And this documentary is just really cool. It's looking into the origins of the sport, his hardships that he faced into it, and like the hardships he still faces going on as like a human being, I think is really, really fascinating. So this was a pretty cool one. I would I would definitely recommend it. <laughs> Tony Hawk, the, the <laughs> is he the one that what wasn't Tony Hawk in an airport and somebody said, You look like Tony Hawk or something like that? Yeah, he gets it all the time. Apparently, that happens to him all the time. It's like, hey, man, you you know, you look a lot like Tony Hawk. He's like, yeah, I get that a lot because <laughs> he's Tony Hawk. Yeah, uh, so uh, Tony Hawk. Yeah, listen, quick one. Um, Fire Island, Hulu, um, queer rom com. It's the first um, Asian queer rom com movie made by Hollywood. It's really really funny. It starts Bowen Yang from SNL. Um, it's a take on Pride and Prejudice but the Asian queer version, and it's really, really good. So if you want to check that out, go check it out. It's on Hulu. Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's so many other ones that are out there. I mean, I just, just, there's a, there, I could go through rapid fire, but I'm not going to. There's just so many that are out there. 
Um, but so far, how are we feeling about this year as a whole? I mean, we've we've gotten halfway through. A ton of movies have come out. Are we meeting expectations or are, are we hoping that like the back half of the summer and the fall kind of save us from what we've had so far? We're, how are we feeling so far? Listen, I think so far it's been a pretty solid year, um, especially compared to the last two years that we've had. Hmm, wonder why. Um, I, I don't think we're meeting expect or I, I don't think we're meeting my expectations yet, especially in the summer. Um, we were talking about this earlier. I think we only had two big, big, big blockbusters, and that's Top Gun and Jurassic World. And usually you have more by we're almost at the end of June. We've usually had a few more, but I think we're getting there. And I think the box office numbers show that people are willing to go back to the theaters, especially if you give them good, either good movies or recognizable IPs. Um, I mean, look at Top Gun, look at everything everywhere all at once. That movie has become A24's biggest movie. Um, it's just snowballed into a huge indie success, which is fantastic. So I think it's a good, I think it's been a solid first half of the year. Um, I have hope for the second half of summer. Well, summer officially began today, but like, you know, further down the year, the fall, um, and those Christmas releases that are coming up in the next six months. So I think it's a not a great year, but I think it's a pretty solid start to returning to the movie theaters, hopefully. I, I would say about the same thing. I think that we're, we're in a solid start. I think the, the box office numbers are showing that people want to go back to the movies. They want to see movies in theaters. They're having fun seeing movies in theaters. You know, things like Top Gun or jurassic world or even doctor strange they're getting huge numbers and they're they're people are having a lot of fun doing it and they're, they're remembering like oh yeah this is what the movie theater does and this is how exciting it can be i hope that we continue to see that i think there are some really big movies that are coming out later this year you know certainly we have the the marvel movies that are coming out we have even the dc movies that are coming out some more action films that are going to be back end of the summer i think there's some really really fun ones and certainly, like you said, the Oscars coming up is, is going to be just a hell of a race. We, we talked before before recording today, we ended up having a half hour conversation on it, realizing that we didn't even start recording yet. And we were like getting deep into Oscar discussions really, really early. And we're really, really excited about it. I think this could be a really exciting and close Oscar race this year and with a lot of really, really good films coming out. And I, I think it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think so far what I've seen, I've been pretty impressed by. I think a lot of the streaming stuff is disappointed a little bit, but I think that coming into the, the summer and the back half of the year, usually the back, the summer and back half of the year is when studios keep most of their good stuff for. So I, I feel like that's what we're really waiting for, but I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. Same. same. I think we're on. Yeah, I think we're on solid ground. But just as of right now, though, if I I, I know this was a test for you because I had you narrow down the two movies that you are most excited for for the rest of the year. This is so, this is really tough because there's there's what probably like ten movies at least. Oh, more for sure. So <laughs> rude, so rude. Right on Pride Month, you made me choose two. Just so rude. <laughs> <laughs> so we are gonna go with only two each of two of movies that we are very excited for in the coming up in the months ahead. So what is one of them? 
So one of them is, you know, me in horror and it's been over 40 years. It's ending and it's Halloween ends the final, final movie in the Michael Myers, Laurie Strode story. Um, it's the third of this trilogy, the fourth one after they obliviated to quote Harry Potter, all the ones that came in between. Um, and I'm really, really, really excited to see how this ends. They just um, finished filming a couple of weeks ago. They're now edit- in the editing process. It comes out in October. Um, and yeah, October, Halloween, good horror movie. It's the end of Michael Myers, or at least this story of Michael Myers, which is the original. So I'm really, really excited to see how that ends. My my first one on here is Bullet Train. I've been talking about this for a while. I've seen a lot of the trailers for it. This is just the Brad Pitt, just action film that's coming out where a bunch of assassins end up on a bullet train in Japan. I, you don't need a better premise than that. It seems like a fantastic film. I'm really excited by these trailers. It looks funny. It looks really action-packed with very good actors in this. I think that the people that we're getting are are really, really great, whether it's uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson or uh, Brad Pitt, obviously, um, or, you know, Joey King is in this for a second. Uh, Andrew Koji, Hiroyuki Sanada, Michael Shannon's in this. <laughs> you know, I'm just, my I'm baby, really, my baby, bad bunny. Puerto Ricans oh, representing yeah. just it, it's going to be it's going to be a, a wild wild adventure and I'm very very excited for it uh yeah that that's what I'm really excited for what's the other one you're most excited for listen I am a huge huge fan of this movie it's been it's been 13 years I've been waiting for this it changed the first part changed cinema and I want to see how this one changed. It's going to change cinema because Cameron forces people to train to film scenes seven minutes underwater as Kate Winslet holds the record. And that is Avatar The Way of Water. I am probably one of the few people in the world that really, really, really love this movie and this in this world. I am super excited. When I went to see Top Gun, one of the reasons I went to see Top Gun and IMAX was to see the trailer the teaser for <laughs> Avatar. My eyes got watery. I'm a huge fan of Avatar. I've always been a huge fan. It's the only movie that's going to make me go see a 3D movie because I hate 3D movies. And this is what's going to make me go see them. I'm excited. It's Cameron, you know, doubt the king of the world in his in your own terms. You know, he you know, he's done these. He's a very indie director. Um, if you haven't heard of him, he's done stuff like Terminator, Titanic, Avatar, very indie. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm a huge fan of Avatar. Can't wait what it to see what it is. The teaser looks great. Is all underwater, or you know, the stories about water um, and that part of um, Pandora. So yeah, Avatar two might be my number one most expected movie of the year, surpassing a lot of Oscar contenders and other big ones. Avatar might be my number one, and I need this movie like now. Please, somebody leak it so I can watch it. <laughs> It's funny. There's a ton of anticipated movies that I have, like so many different movies that I'm very, very excited about, which I'm not going to mention because we said we we're going to limit it to two. But I, I have to say I'm a very big fan of Steven Spielberg. I really like Steven Spielberg's career. I, I love his movies. My favorite movie of all time right now is Jaws. I can't. It's what 40 years, 47 years yesterday representing Jaws. 
Love that movie. I, I think Steven Spielberg is a brilliant filmmaker. You know, if we talk about people who underestimate filmmakers, underestimate Steven Spielberg at your own peril. You know, like he is, he's, he's the king of the Oscars. Um, he has a new movie coming out, The Fablemans, coming out this year, which is a semi-autobiographical story about his life. It's a coming-of-age film. Spielberg is is a master at this type of thing, and it is it's a story about him, and you know it's a passion project for him. It's one of his his uh, things that I think his his sister originally wrote part of the script, and they they talked about it together, and they're they're really really it's all based out of love and they're, they're very, very excited to, to make this movie. And Spielberg is a brilliant director and I'm just very excited to see everything that he can do. And, and I'm really excited for this film. I think it'll be a, a throwback to an older time of filmmaking. And that's what I love. I love Spielberg for his ability to do that. So this is definitely my number one throughout all of the different Oscar films that are coming out or all of the other action movies or, or superhero movies or whatever. This is my this is my most excited one. So, all in all, we we could have rattled up how many more of these? Five, six, so seven, ten. So, ten, easy, easy, easy. Ten, yeah. Like easy there's 10. so many other movies that are coming out. So the only way to hear about those and to know exactly what we're excited about is to continue listening. So I think we got a lot of good movies coming up this year. A lot of good episodes coming up for the rest of the year. So we've got tons to talk about. Tons more stuff coming up. Get excited. Thank you guys so much for listening again. It's great to have you back, Gabe. Super happy to have you with us. <laughs> I'm back after my vacation. <laughs> and we'll be back next week with some more great stuff. So thanks for listening and we'll see you then.